Hi everyone, I'm Christina and this is the Note History Podcast. I'm a senior in college and on this show, I talk about the historical events that I've studied in my classes. This is the first episode in our second series and it's related to African-American history. On Wednesdays, I talk about environmental history. If you missed the first episode in the series, you can find it on the podcast feed as well as our Instagram, the Note History Pod. It's uploaded as an IGTV video and you can watch me draw and talk about history. I'm talking about two topics that are different yet intertwined in American history. This series takes place just after the end of the Civil War in 1865 and covers the attempted reconstruction forward. To briefly summarize the events prior to the Civil War, about 20 slaves or indentured servants were dropped off in the English colonies during the 1600s. Those 20 slaves would become millions of enslaved people. Most were black indentured servitude, which later on became slavery was fueled by the Atlantic slave trade. In 1861, the South seceded from the Union and the country went to civil war. It was prompted by the Missouri Compromise of 1820 that stated there had to be an equal number of slave and free states. Also, the South wanted to expand the institution of slavery. I want to be clear that slavery did happen throughout the entire United States of America. However, the Southern state's economy was built on and dependent on the free slave labor. In 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected on an anti-slavery platform of the new Republican Party. However, he was in favor of a gradual emancipation of slaves that would include federal reimbursement payments to slave owners for their loss of property. As the U.S. entered the third year of the bloody civil war in an attempt to change the tide of war in favor of the union abraham lincoln issued the emancipation proclamation that took effect january 1st 1863 while it did not end slavery the proclamation declared that quote all persons held as slaves within their rebellious states are and henceforward shall be free while it did not end slavery it was successful in capturing the hearts and minds of the country. According to battlefields.org, quote, the American Civil War was the largest and most destructive conflict in the Western world between the end of the Napoleonic Wars in 1815 and the onset of World War I in 1914, end quote. So after the war ended is where this series takes place. All right, let's get into it. At the end of the Civil War, about 4 million enslaved people, most of whom were African Americans, were freed. However, their new status was largely ignored. The Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen, and Abandoned Lands was created. Its purpose was to assist freed slaves make the transition to freedom. The Bureau was never properly funded, even though it had enormous responsibilities that included assisting the newly freedmen obtain land, gain education, negotiate labor contracts with white planters, settle legal and criminal disputes involving
involving black and white people and provide food, medical care, and transportation for black and white people left destitute by the war. Violence and brutality was rampant throughout the South as former slave owners lashed out at black people. In October 1864, 145 black leaders gathered in Syracuse, New York at a national convention and proclaimed their intent to fully participate in the American political system. Former slave Frederick Douglass declared that we hereby assert our full confidence in the fundamental principles of this government. The great heart of this nation will ultimately concede us our just claims, accord us our rights, and grant us our full measure of citizenship under the broad shield of the Constitution. Throughout the South, black legislators introduced bills that would further change former enslaved black people's status and allow them to utilize public transportation, eat at certain restaurants, and so on. They also obtained land as well as funds to distribute among the newly freed. Even though political leaders like Abraham Lincoln were on board with implementing certain things that would benefit the formerly enslaved black people, his motivations were more because he wanted to help the country as a whole rather than specifically doing things to benefit the newly freed. After Lincoln's assassination in April 1865, the vice president and now president Andrew Johnson claimed that he wanted to be an ally for African Americans and even said, quote, I will be your Moses and lead you through the Red Sea of war and bondage to a fairer future of liberty and peace, end quote. However, his willingness faded rather quickly and by 1866, the following year, Johnson had pardoned more than 7,000 high-ranking former Confederates and he had returned land to white people that had been designated for the freedmen. With the passage of the 14th and 15th Amendments granting both citizenship and the right to vote, there would be a constant tug of war between the advancement of black people and their continued disenfranchisement that would continue long after the quote end of slavery. So that is where we are going to end today's episode. Be sure to check back on Wednesday of next week and Friday. I did have some issues uploading this week, so I am working on my timing, but I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I will see everyone next time. Thanks again, everyone. Bye.